Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I mean, okay, now I've got to get my phone back. Well, I'm just not ready now. No, this is my revenge for you saying I was your engineer, you see. So I've just, <laughs> she said, I'm the talent and you're the engineer, she said just now. I so now I'm you... just making it clear. I said. The talent s- is ready. <laughs> I said you set the levels, which you could take to mean you set the standard. I.e. We all know. I follow we all your know what it meant. We all know. <laughs> I just meant you do the dirty work. Mm, yes, yes. And I take all While the praise. You rock up. <laughs> How's this? <laughs> How is it? It's lovely. Genuinely. No, I put my. I had to put my phone away, didn't I? Because it yes. was because of the interference. Yes. Now I've had to bring it back. Yes. Anyway, if you if you hear all, me, it's all such a struggle. <laughs> if you hear me interfering yeah you must say okay i will and then i'll, I'll say stop in. interfering harriet <laughs> won't be the first time someone said that to you i doubt <laughs> most certainly not um <laughs> shall i start it off oh why not <laughs> welcome to average on the couch and in, i'm really i feel really insecure about my wi-fi and my levels now your levels are fine i can't okay. speak about your wi-fi but but you, but you can if it goes funny. I will. I will say well, something. Well, I'm worried. Do funny. I need to open the door? Etc. Etc. <laughs> okay. Starting again. Mm-hmm. Take two. Welcome to Umbridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at the arches with me, Harriet Carmichael, Jeff Thomas, Lucy V. Freeman and Matt Rodriguez-Payne. Now, before we make a start on your emails, let's have a recap on what happened this week in Ambridge. This week in Ambridge was sponsored by the word amazing. Ian's <laughs> cooking was amazing. The sausages were amazing. The music was amazing. And Rob dying was amazing, probably. We also discovered the shocking fact that Stella is tone deaf, which came as a surprise somehow. In other startling news... What, her singing? Yeah. When, stop you there. When she I sang, she was great. When, no, when birthday. she sang Happy Birthday, she was, <gasps> she was off. No, she wasn't. <laughs> Lucy, I actually thought the opposite. I thought, oh... There they go again, a bunch of actors pretending yeah, to pretend sound normal. Okay, well, in that case, let's discover the shocking fact that I am tone deaf. <laughs> no, I am clearly tone deaf because I thought it was great. <laughs> sorry for, in- for sorry for interfering. <laughs> Carry on. In other somewhat startling news, Ed's been to paradise, Paul's going out with a second-hand car, and Jimus has now got so bored working in the shop that he started holding customers hostage in the hope that other people will come looking for them and he can eat more biscuits. We began the week with Ardil at his allotment. I don't know really what he and Asra were doing at this time of year, as everything's just turned into khaki mush or dried stick, but they sounded very busy indeed. <laughs> she is naturally staying at the surgery and looking for a house in the village, so stand by for the next game of musical chairs where everyone otches over one so that a house can miraculously become available. <laughs> yeah. Ardil said he felt as if he was getting somewhere with gay grables. Where would that be exactly? 
In other news, Rob died while Helen was loading the dishwasher. Even Tom seemed aware of the gravity of the situation and their dialogue as siblings seemed really believable for once, largely because the scriptwriters nobly resisted making him call her sis just to make sure we'd remembered how they were related. Sometimes they think we're all in a dementia ward and they're our carers. Brian's party uh, went as well as an 80th birthday party for a recently bereaved gentleman farmer can go that is being DJed by an abattoir obsessive, <laughs> attended by a lot of people in their early 20s who bought the birthday boy a pen knife, a copy of the Beano and a pea shooter and a moody woman whose ex-husband has just died. Everyone tiptoed round Helen, who got in a snit about it. But if they'd ignored the fact that Rob had just snuffed it, she'd have been in a snit about that too. She got even snittier when Miles turned up to see if she fancied a walk. Why would she, Miles? Would she not just say, no, thank you, and bang the door in his face? Shows how much I know. As it turned out, she did. And off they went, bizarrely. Then she threw a wedding ring in a hedge and went home. Brian was in high spirits because Natalia, who everyone thought was Brian's secret girlfriend, is about to become Brian's not very secret girlfriend. <laughs> now he's found out she's a really good cook. Oliver sounded distinctly jealous as he's having to wade through giblet soup, giblet soup from they turkeys every night. And he's not sure that Clary hasn't gobbed in it owing to uppertiness about selling the land. Everyone's after that land. There's going to be a bidding war. I hope the gills buy it and we never hear about it ever again. Over at Gay Grables, despite them opening in a matter of hours, everyone still had time to counsel everyone else for ages, which was lovely, if a bit frustrating, if you were one of the guests standing at reception holding your wheelie case only to be told that you can't actually have a bedroom yet until they've sold a field. Ian manfully maintained his strop for ages. I'd have been bored and started talking to everyone long before now, but he was still marching around the hotel all po-faced and huffy, just itching for someone to ask how he was so he could tell them that everything all awful. Ardil tried to cheer him up by telling him that he'd found a second-hand kitchen in the skip, but Ian wasn't going to be taken in by that until he realised that if he gave up his job, he'd have to spend time with Xander. So all of a sudden, La Femme du Monde's sloppy seconds didn't seem so bad. Ed got a bit tearful in the bull and tried to get Adam, Ian and Stella to join him in a rousing chorus of this land is our land. But as they're all doing very nicely out of their land, they were unwilling. So we zipped over to Helen and Henry having a heart-to-heart -heart on the sofa instead. Henry announced that he'd overheard Helen talk to Tom. Does that house have paper walls or what? <laughs> or has Henry bugged it all and everyone's just pretending not to notice? He then announced that he was thinking about doing psychology at A-level. Talk about physician, heal thyself. But at last, we're going to have a therapist in the village. Well, in about a decade, admittedly, even though it's the poor little chap who needs it the most himself. Aww. The end. Oh, Henry is just too good to be true. He's lovely, isn't he? Too adult to be normal. Yes. <laughs> and yes. Too, too, too protective to yeah. be... Yeah. Uh, what's the what's the other opposite well he's just he's so he's so loving isn't he mm. and so mature he's got to he's learnt too much and about so hyper vigilant <laughs> yes well. exactly yes. it doesn't bode well no, i kept thinking well i guess he's 11 or 12 mm. 12 i think but mm. you're 12 is that age where you can still be a nice boy i yeah. guess yeah yeah but surely their yeah. cracks are going to show. Because yeah. I can't believe that you could get through all of that. Mm. And then on top of everything, Lee leaving as well. You know, when, mm. when, he's, when Helen said, oh, do you miss Lee? And he sort of went, yeah, a bit. Mm. But I think probably he must miss. Lee's been with them for ages now. 
Or mm. had been. Anyway, good old Henry. I mean, Helen's so lucky to have him. Yeah. And he didn't even get that annoyed when she nearly didn't let them have takeaway pizza, which I would suggest to Helen, she orders for them pretty much every night Yeah, at the moment. Yeah. And, and I, I, I think that Henry has turned out beautifully in spite of her, not because of her. Yes. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. In spite of sure. her best efforts to ruin well, him. He's, he's, he's basically yeah. brought himself up, hasn't yeah. he? <laughs> Poor little but, salt. Yeah. And then, but then I thought also he's, I reckon in a couple of, because I think if, if you were, if it, if it was me and I'd been going through, you know, Rob, Jack's dad, but he's not a good dad. And then Lee's left, but he's not really my dad. Wouldn't you then start to go, who is my dad? Mm. <laughs> Surely that's got to be the next Well, chapter. yes, lots of people have suggested, they suggested that a few weeks ago, that that was, that there would be some kind of, yeah, the genetic tracing thing yeah. is going to, and then, you know, we'll suddenly have a new character. Uh, and I think, of course, you could go through life and, and, I, and I know someone who's gone through life and never questioned who her biological parents are. Mm. But I think a lot of, I guess when you get into your teens as well, when you start to, you know, question who you yeah. are then you must surely start to question where yeah. you come from yeah and again it's something i bet helen hasn't really talked about with henry no she's 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 probably given him some pat answer that she's that she's i don't mean pat 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 i mean <laughs> <laughs> um rehearsed answer that she's um sort of decided is is appropriate and then hasn't addressed it it's like right tick done that yes next yeah. yeah but anyway I'm glad I I actually found it a very poignant week and there were lots of there it was quite bittersweet wasn't it some of it I and think the writing this week was absolutely top notch I am in agreement with you Ms Freeman it was marvelous the, the party was slightly odd but Monday night, they love a weeknight party, don't they? It's so good. Who's out on and, a Monday? I mean, I thought Rory's 21st on a Wednesday, but you're like, yeah. well, he's a, he's a student and it's fun. But a Monday night for an 80th? Come on. You're just all that. If you have an 80th on a Monday night, you're basically saying, we don't really want you to come. Yeah. But we have to invite yeah. you anyway. Yeah. It's, it's really just family, but you know. Yeah. You'd have, you'd have it on a, like a drink. Sunday lunch thing or a Sunday afternoon drinks party yeah, or something like weird. that. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking maybe that's more normal. Is it more normal to do that in a village because you're not having to travel back very far? Maybe. Who knows? Um, I thought that I, I practically applauded uh, after that lovely, lovely scene with Helen and Jim in the in the shop. Yes, that was a genius, just, genius just storytelling. Gorgeous. When he said, I think you're going to thrive. Yeah, I know. It really and was a little... All right, I will have a biscuit, which was a bit odd, but you know. No, but actually even her saying, I will have a biscuit, we all yeah. knew what it meant and yeah. it was really lovely. Yeah. And what it... I And also I thought, God, this is what they're so good at, the, yeah. the scriptwriters, is also pairing characters yeah. so that the conversation can become, you know, not sentimental or, mm. or more natural or... They're, they're very good at... Uh, uh, doing that aren't they yeah I just and thought it was fabulously written not overdone and also when Ardil suddenly said to Oliver I'm just going to tell you all about it and I'm going to do it really really quickly and I'm not going to stop 
what did you say? It's like running along a wall and because if yeah. you look down, you're going to fall off. So I'm just going to say it. And I know it's ridiculous saying that she's not my wife, saying that she's my, you know, pretending that she's my wife. But, you know, and I thought that was lovely as well. Who yes, wrote or, this week's? Do you know? Because oh, you, let's have a, you look let's ahead have a look. on the thing. Because I tried to do it and I couldn't work it out. You always have to go to um, Friday night's episode. Oh, God, I always get... What's, do you know what's annoying? I'm sorry, Lucy. But when you go to the BBC Sounds website on a desktop you have to look at the channels in order and i just want radio 4 to come first i don't want to have to go <laughs> as, to is the, as is the correct order one, of things radio 1D, 4 comes 1R, first yeah. one oh, there's so many of them just put the R. I don't want first. bbc radio norfolk broads <laughs> i just want um let's have a look see uh hold that thought hold it more oh Oh, God, it's not there. Sorry, you have to look on your phone. Sorry, carry on. Talk about something profound while I find Um, it. Did you see the photo that I sent of the baby? Oh, Lucy, I could completely forgot to say congratulations. There's been, there's, we've had quite a lot of um, WhatsAppy chat this week, haven't we? Yes. But, um, so I'm so sorry that I um, forgot to. This is lovely uh, Sarah Kellaway who has had, we've got a new listener, who uh, she tried to use Jill Archer's Baby. building blocks technique to come up with a name. And what it came up with was Cradget 6. I'm not sure anyone remembers that, but I remembered it because she sounded like she was going to be one of the emperors <laughs> of Blake 7 or something. So anyway, she felt that Cradget 6 was not the kindest name to bless a child with. So she's called her <laughs> Greta instead. I love the name Greta. And she it was has, on it was on my list. Oh really? And she's yeah, she's I love it. just uh but wasn't it she's in the sound of music? She was a little cute one on the sound no, of music. No, that was Gretel. Oh. Yeah. Uh and I've just um, sorry, I've just actually opened your your attachment of the sweet baby, but it you it's such it's obviously been sent as in real size. Oh the So the it's huge. So I've just got a a very, very big close up of um, the top of baby's head, which is lovely, but it looks a bit like, I'm not going to say a hairy anus, but, it lo- <laughs> but oh, if yeah. that's what, if that's what a little, <laughs> oh, there she is. She oh, beautiful? she's adorable. Sarah, Perfect Harriet baby. did not just well call done, your Sarah. baby a hairy anus. Can I just make that No, clear? I don't, it's just, the, it, the picture came up slightly wrong. Yes. Sorry, sorry. Did it, I mean, it came out of a hairy anus, presumably. No, not an anus. No, of course it doesn't come out of an anus. God, I wasn't listening. How much have you had to drink? <laughs> Two sips. I'm just nervous because I feel so bad about not being across this earlier. So you decided to make it better by calling the child a hairy anus. Well done. Yes. I didn't call the child. I just called the top of her head because it, just the way it looked. It just looked. Because it's lovely because the top of a baby's head is so soft and lovely. It is. Isn't it? It is. Yes. The opposite of what I said it is. Yes. Oh, she's so lucky. Congratulations, Sarah. I actually tried to find Sarah on um, Instagram. I didn't know if she was on there. Because hmm. I, I was know. looking for a photo there. Not uh. that I was stalking Sarah. I was you just always stalk to... people with babies. You know you do. I know, because mm. I need to see, yes. see them. <laughs> <laughs> I feel embarrassed now. Um, so how Sorry, did you feel when, he, when, he, when Rob actually died? Did you cheer? Uh, um, ba, 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 ba. Well, no, because I knew it was coming. 
Yes. I, I, when she said, oh, Miles is contacting me, I was like, yeah. oh, oh, yeah, of course. Because in my mind, he died when she when Helen yeah, walked out, he died. exactly. He'd already died, yeah. as far as I was concerned. Yeah. He's and, dead to me. And I... But it's that thing, isn't it? Because she clearly knew. It's that thing when people are calling you and you just can't... Mm. You know what yeah. it's about and you just cannot face yeah. it in that moment. And you go, yeah. I'll, I'll do it later. I'll look at it later. I'll look yeah. at it later. Why didn't he just text her? I suppose it's it's quite, it's quite hard to... Mm. But presumably he left a voice... No, he did. He left a voicemail, didn't he? Yeah. Or no, he did text her. That's yeah. what Tom read out, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but you know, it's that thing where sometimes you open a text and you only see the first line. Yeah. So Miles might have written Hi, something like... hope you're well. <laughs> was Rob, just not about... not so much. <laughs> it can all become confusing <laughs> if you don't open it. It's like when um, uh, the, 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 the elderly sometimes get confused between lol, as in lots of love and laugh out loud and go... Your auntie's just died, lol. <laughs> Which is what my friend Phil's mother did. Anyway. Well, that really is a confusing thing. He thought, that's a bit. <laughs> I mean, I know they weren't that close, but it seems a bit crude. Oh, that's a bit so tattless. funny. <clears throat> so, Auntie Jean has uh, messaged us about um, uh, the end of Titchener. Yeah. And she says, hello, lovelies. I've seen quite a lot of our poor Rob or I have some sympathy for Rob because of his father on Twitter and other platforms. I find this astonishing and I'll tell you why. My father was a wife beater and a drunk, but he didn't need a drink to hit my mother. He would do it anyway. At age 10, I found my mother sitting at the kitchen table with a bottle of wine and some pills. It was that bad. But here's the thing. My two brothers are kind, caring, hilarious, beautiful individuals with not an ounce of malice between them. They chose not to be their father, and so could Rob. He did not. That was his choice. No sympathy here. Good riddance. Onward and upward to the village Christmas show. Hurrah! She says. Well, that that's yeah. There is no. There was no sim. I didn't feel any sympathy when Rob died. When it's just relief, I guess, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Vicky Horton Turner said. Um, someone on the Facebook Archers page said maybe Rob will suffocate himself. And Helen will be blamed as the last person to see him alive. The reply was, it's almost impossible to suffocate yourself. It's like hammering in the last nail when attempting self-crucifixion. <laughs> it made me laugh, as did this week's show. That, that's um, what I was worried about all last yeah, week. That was somehow that she was, she was yeah, going to get into trouble for it. They couldn't have done that to us. Yes. They couldn't have done. Mm. Um, Laurie Jones has just messaged to say, I miss Matt Crawford. <laughs> okay. I know what she means. <laughs> In weeks like this, a bit of levity from Matt. Um, and Shelley Eden said that, uh, first of all, she wanted to caveat it with saying, um, I, it's not that I don't recognise that Rob is a terrible monster. She said, I do recognise yeah. that Rob is an awful, awful person. Um, Helen has had a lot of unbelievable trauma. Yes, she 1000% needs therapy. And yes, that may explain a lot of her own dysfunctional and toxic behavior. But she is nasty. The unforgivable part for me was when she said to Kirsty something like, well, you wouldn't know you're not a mother. Similar things to Lee and to her apparent other best friend, Ian. Recently, I've been listening to Helen speak and I've heard Rob's voice. 
Which means, of course, that she's a well-written and well-acted complex character. But I don't agree that she's just being human. That level of nastiness is something else. While I'm at it, the Pippard Ruth Archer school of sulk and stop talking to anyone I have the mildest disagreements with totally grinds my gears. Anyway, love you both. Love the show. Keep up the good work. I keep trying to think of possible candidates for the affair, but I'm worried about accidentally choosing people who are related. Lily and Jacob, maybe? (laughs) Oh, Lily and Jacob. That's a good one. That would work. She likes the older man as well. I I think he's too tactless for her. I do disagree. Can I I know I just have to stick up for Helen Mm -hmm. again. Yep. I disagree because I think quite often stress stress and tension can make little bits of poison seep out of your mm-hmm. mouth. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that really nasty stuff that she was saying, like, you know, or, or the, you know, the, 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 sl- the sort of unforgivable slip to Kirsty. I just think it it is because she's been under so much pressure. Mm-hmm. I don't think that is her normal day to day, Helen. I mean, I think she's super tactless and patronising and all of that, but I don't think she's toxic. I don't okay. think Rob's... I don't think that's... I don't think Rob has rubbed off on, you, on her. Ugh. Can I say that? I'd rather you didn't, but you have, anyway. Okay. I... Just say, actually, after what I said about poor Sarah's baby, I just think I shouldn't say anything ever again for the rest of this podcast, to be honest. <laughs> Sorry. I feel awful. I think... It's like, uh, what do I think? I think. This is going so well tonight. So well. I think. um, I feel like I've fully got my faculties with me. uh, Now, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, to think if it's a fair thing to say. I think sometimes you can if you've been heavily influenced by somebody you can yes you can you can you can catch yourself and then think shit no and also you can i did that wrong i didn't i I think also Mm. you can definitely catch their characteristics yeah you know you can you end you definitely end up speaking like people you live with all the time or yeah and also if you've if you've learned that if you if you've let recognized okay this person gets their own way by doing this like this yeah then it becomes, in your own art, becomes part of your own armory of. But but wasn't of, of isn't Helen something in your own of... toolbox? And I'm not sure Helen is reflective of, enough to realise that that's what she's doing. She she also does have a spiky thing going on, doesn't she? She's yes. always bit had that spiky yeah. side. Yeah. Which and because she's one of those people as well that's not afraid of saying something a bit spiky Mm -hmm. she doesn't need everyone to love her does she she doesn't say things she's not careful about what she says sometimes i think no she's very confident in her yes um, but then i'm just thinking because when she was so annoying with emma and and patronizing emma about child rearing and saying i don't really remember that and saying to her, oh, no, what you need to do is distract them. And you and Helen and Emma ended up going, yeah, I know, I have had, I've had a but child see, before. She did, Helen did then reflect on it and then come back and say, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. And also, doesn't this also prove that Helen is just a very, very well-written character? Because well, that's, yeah. everybody has a different interpretation yeah. of her. And well, that's what she said, wasn't it? She said, I know yeah. that, that means yeah. that she's... Yeah. Hmm. So maybe if we all thought the same about a character, then it would mean it wasn't well-rounded enough or believable enough. 
Yeah. God, this is so deep tonight, Lucy. Oh my yeah. gosh. Um, I, I found out who you wrote this week. It's Katie Hims. Oh. We like her writing, don't we? Yes. Well, well yes, done, it Katie. Was, um, yeah. But, but then the trouble is, I think there's just not enough... They need another episode or something because the the whole Ardell story, I, I I totally agree. It was really well written that, you know, blurb, he had to get it all out because otherwise he would never be able to say it. But his story has been shortchanged rather, I think, because because if his if his if it was all about men's mental health mm. and it is November, then we it it hasn't really gone it like so he you know we we found out early on he was grieving uh, that he'd lost a partner and we so we knew we knew that he was carrying some grief with him and then when he legged it from gables we knew because he couldn't it was because he couldn't cope but then he came back after just yeah. a phone call with linda or something yeah. wasn't it so it wasn't it, he wasn't having I mean, you know what used to be called a breakdown, and then, and then, yeah, I know, yeah, I know it, what you mean. It was a bit half. Do you know what I mean? And then it was, yeah, yes, yeah. And even when he finally told Oliver, I, it felt like it wasn't a big sort of. And of course, it was a relief for him, but it, but it wasn't sort of after. We didn't feel we didn't we didn't really see the struggle, did we? No, we didn't see it. We didn't see no, it a lot because so much is happening off. Mike at the moment so much is yeah, that we're exactly. not listening to yeah that we're yeah not and obviously because of Azra we get to hear yeah you know all I like sleeping her and oh I love Azra she's great isn't she I like the cut Again, of her jib she's a bit of a stellar character she's yes. really easy to listen yeah. to really natural yeah yeah she's and she great. talks like a normal person like, <laughs> not like one of the middle class Ambridge and she, she's good for Ardell, isn't yeah. she? Because yeah. I think she'll loosen him up a bit. And well, he is obviously looser when he's with her because it is funny he's... though when when she interfered as the older sister and <laughs> yeah. said to Ian, "You mustn't be nasty to him, you know, because he's yeah. good for a lot." And I thought, "Ah, <laughs> is exactly the sort of thing I would do." Yeah. And then Rufus or whoever would be so annoyed. It's like. Um, did you know, like, he's actually been going through quite a difficult time. So, come on, like, oh, my gosh, he's actually such a nice person. <laughs> but it's just awful, isn't it, for the person you're talking about that you've stepped over that professional line. Guys, I think we can all be friends here. Like, I know he's your boss, but come on, guys, oh, we're all normal people. Ah. <laughs> so icky. Um. Julie Bacon has 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 thoughts on uh, Brian's birthday party. She's headed it, Brian's birthday party by Harold Pinter. Did anyone else think that Monday's episode with Brian's birthday party sounded as if it had been scripted by Harold Pinter or possibly Samuel Beckett? It was one of the most bizarre episodes in ages, and that's saying something. Weird references to King Lear, the mysterious Natalia, cosy sardines, Josh, Paul and a fancy initial penknife, Stella as everyone's confidant, Ruri the silent, the meat evangelising DJ Freddy, Jacob, <laughs> have you tried the salmon to a spaced out Helen and otherwise effectively operating as Kate's sock puppet? Yes, it was deeply confusing that deep. It just, it didn't sound no, like a real as, party again. You know why? Yeah. Because there just yeah. aren't enough cast in the building yeah. at the moment, unfortunately. Well, Josie, also, I, ha Josie has suggestions for that. Oh, yeah. She said, 
After eight characters shared one episode in a supposedly small cottage which had the acoustics of a village hall, the bean <laughs> counters will surely demand more texts. She's saying, um, the refusal of Helen, because she, she's talking about the refusal of Helen to hear Miles' voice instead of reading his text was one way of reducing the number of actors per episode. <laughs> Might this device be used more often? Text alert sound effects for the following characters all unable to speak. <laughs> Joy eventually gets to the dentist who overdoes the Novocaine. Chelsea persuades Natasha that she really is qualified in aesthetic beauty procedures but overdoes lip fillers. Tom bites the end off his tongue in effort not to get a fat lip himself. Eddie gets his tongue pecked. Alan gets laryngitis practicing his Christmas sermons. Adam strains muscles trying to smile. Ruth strains her trying to speak. Linda, Lily and Kate all crack their jaws in a talking posh competition. <laughs> <laughs> So the whole show could just be a series of texts read out just by one character. Oh, that's me phone. Hang on a minute. Oh, look, it's... Yeah. I, I think we needn't worry because of the... Um, the, um, uh, the What's the word? The, cre- the creepingness of AI. Oh, God. They'll just AI them, won't they, yeah. eventually? They'll just be... Anyone who's just not saying much, they'll just manipulate the voice to sound like it is Tom going, <laughs> Sausage. Oh. This is um, Joy going, hi, this look is... at Natalia dancing over there. Hello. <laughs> this is um, uh, David in Wales who says, uh, Prinhau and Dar Lucia Harriet. Shall we have oh, a whip round for the BBC? The reduction in cast members per episode has started great. Last week we had Rory's party, Sons Rory. This week it was Brian's 80th and we only had Adam as a stepchild. We are supposed to believe that Tom, Helen, Paul and Josh get airtime, but the rest of Brian's children don't at his 80th. Please pass the shoehorn. Why not just schedule his actual kids for the episode and not bother with anyone else? Why the hell was Josh giving Brian a present? And that's before we even get to Paul chipping in and even having the idea of the penknife. <laughs> Paul wouldn't oh, give an old tweedy <laughs> fart like Brian a second thought, not to mention going to his sad beige buffet and getting a present personally engraved. The idea of Paul as all-round life and soul of any party is also starting to grate. No doubt he'll be doing a conga line at the laurels next week. Come on, everyone, turn those pacemakers up. The low point was poor Stella having to entreat Brian to make a wish when blowing out the candles. <laughs> Where were the kids? And even a few grandkids. I can only assume that Rob's home hospice nurse was unavailable to make up the numbers. And do not get me started on Helen. If she doesn't want all and sundry referencing the fact that Rob yeah, don't go to the party. has popped it, don't go to the effing party and lie low for a few days. Or move to a city where nobody knows you and have a go at raising your own children for a while. Her huffy response to Jacob was awful. Let's yes. hope she does one for a bit and we can bring in some more of those characters we have missed. Like the woman who works on slacks and separates at Underwoods and the bloke who just <laughs> emptied Sabrina Thwaites' septic tank. Who? I hear you ask. No, I haven't heard of them either, but they will no doubt be centre stage next week, continuing to displace established characters who are much missed. Like the last smear of Borsetshire blue in the packet, our beloved Archers is spreading itself rather too thinly at the mm, moment. I have had enough. It. The cracks are starting to show. Well, I don't know. Like, uh, so, well, there's so much to unpack there. But the pen knife, particularly. <laughs> I just can't believe they didn't go. I can't believe that was so throwaway. Because we were all going, huh? Why did Paul and Josh get him an engraved, a personalised penknife? Why didn't they just bring a bottle of wine? To, like Paul, as if Paul ever had a conversation with Brian in his whole life. So I thought that was, 
Yes. That, that that needed a lot of explanation, I thought. It was, and because it took up quite a lot of time in the episode to explain to Adam what they bought. And then Adam was it's like, It's a nice oh, one. Enjoy. Oh, that's <laughs> just, smashing. Oh. That was just weird. Anyway, why didn't they just turn up and go, Hi? <laughs> Kai bought a bottle. Yeah, we bought anyway, a bottle. They, exactly, exactly, exactly. Although Tom was then really rude, wasn't he? Because he was like, where's the booze? Anyway, there was that. And then I kept worrying. I kept worrying the same, sort of like, where is everybody? Yeah. And then I thought, again, am I, am, are we misremembering? Maybe every every 70th and 25th and has only featured six characters. I, I can't, I don't know. I can't remember now. I don't. Something's changed, and it sounds funny. Sounds wrong. I um. I saw Ali Dowling this week. Who oh, plays yeah. Lizzie. She hasn't been in it for a while. Mm. But you know, she said it's she, no. She she's so discreet. She would never have said anything. But um, it's when you're when you are an actor on the Arches. Obviously, you're not on contract, mm. are you? So yeah. it might be a really long time before you're in it again. You don't know. Yeah. And. And there must be something, I guess, did they, were they only using, were the the people at Brian's party basically the only people who were also in it for the rest of the week? I think that's how it works, isn't it? Like, you couldn't have Kate there if she wasn't going to be featured in any of the other episodes during the week. I'm sort of guessing that's how it works. That seems ridiculous, though. I don't know. I, uh, that is a guess. I don't know how it works. And it might well be that we're just all reading too much into it yeah. and things are just just as busy as they always were but it it I mean, and actually i felt that this week there were loads more characters in it than last week but we don't hear we don't hear the regular cast as fr- i don't think we hear them as frequently as we used to but then wh- when you say regular cast who do you mean i mean the old timers like um you know even david and left. ruth jill's in- not very well no but lizzie yeah. Ruth, David, I guess we do. And I guess Brian was in it. I suppose you're right. Maybe they're just all disappearing. Mm. Anyway. Anyway. Mm. It's um but it but yeah, the um do you think Natalia is gonna become a real character then? Oh god. Um, she sounded great. She did. She Angela Rippon. She did. Yeah. But then you can't really introduce another eighty year old, can you? <laughs> But you can if it's someone fun called Natalia, yeah. who has a terribly good high kick. Oh, that's Kirsty. Oh, my God. It's Kirsty at 80. Someone on Twitter said, Darlings. You can't foxtrot in a cottage. You need room. <laughs> I thought Brian sat... He, I was thinking, actually, because I was thinking, wow, he's 80. He sounds so good on it, doesn't he? He does. He sounds ex- exactly he the same. I did, didn't you And think when he was, was talking to Oliver, I yeah. thought he sounded... 20 years younger than Oliver, actually. Well, that's because he was he was trying to pull a fast one again. So he always perks <laughs> yeah. up, doesn't he? When he's, yeah. why can't you just give it to me? And let's just not tell anybody anything about it. <laughs> um, and also his delight at realising that this woman can cook. So he's already thinking, good, well, excellent. I mean, I can stop now then. That's great. I'll just get her to do everything. And I'd be delighted if I was Brian's kids to have, you know, a lo- if, if they've suddenly got, if Brian's got a girlfriend who can cook, who's really good fun mm. and he's going to keep him company, yeah. what is not to like? What is not to like, indeed. Uh, Shelley Harris uh, noticed, Shell Harris, sorry, noticed um, uh, that uh, Adam greeted Tom with, Fwar, it's the sausage king. Yeah. <laughs> at the party. 
<laughs> which was very unusual. You were delighted. And I thought that was ours, but then I realised we used to say sausage boy, didn't we? Which yes, is that, we said I sausage suppose boy. If Adam had opened the door and said, all right, sausage boy, that would have been quite offensive. But the fact that he called him the sausage king, I suppose, was slightly more flattering. Yes, you're right, actually. Um, Richard Keeling said, please, 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 can we have a what the hell is happening here in a few years' time that's just Adam saying, ooh, the sausage king. <laughs> um, he said, I'm sure I won't be the only person to say this this week, but Helen telling Miles to go to therapy? Yes, I know a lot of people went, <laughs> are you joking? Anyway, um, he also said he's got a theory regarding Joy and Rochelle. It's a oh, bit yeah. dark, so apologies in advance. I right. don't think Rochelle is alive. That's why she never comes to visit Joy, because if Joy oh was your mum, why wouldn't you visit her? I think Joy is having difficulty coming to terms with her death, no. which is oh, why no. she keeps her alive in her <gasps> conversations. No, that makes me really sad. It's I given me, did ooh, quite like the idea that Joy was an undercover police detective trying to bust Philip Moss, which is why she moved next to him in Kirsty. So I wouldn't <laughs> say my theories are the best. They are the best, Richard. They're just not accurate. That's that all. Would have been, and also, there's still time for her to come yes. out as an undercover agent. Yes. Maybe Rochelle is just a made-up story. My God, this is some deep cover. That she's <laughs> deep cover. But that's the reason we've never met Rochelle. She doesn't yeah. exist. Oh, God, I really hope that's not true, though, because that makes me feel a bit worried mm. and sad. Um, but anyway, I'm sure we'll find out in the next... In the coming months. Did you know that we've been, we've, you've been uh, roped into sibling rivalry by Antonia Charlton? Yes, yes. Lucy. What, how could I not having, having <laughs> lovely Antonia featured us? Uh, she on, said, One Hello. of my favourite pod- podcasts. I had to let you know that I, I had to let you know that I got Ambridge on the couch a shout out on Jay oh. Garvey and Fee Glover's off air podcast this Tuesday. Do you think someone will then email them and say, you were mentioned. It was a particular win as Fee hates how Jane goes on about how she loves the archers and tries to ban (laughs) any talk of it. It was also an extra point scored with my sister who is in competition with me for getting our names on our favourite podcasts. You made my day reading one for me the other week, wrongly predicting the Helen Archer plot line. Um, I hope the listener figures spike this week. Thank you, Antonia. That's no, very also, kind. Antonia's got another win now because she's just had another email. Uh, yes, she has. She's winning hands down. <laughs> no, because I heard, because I am a, such a genuine fan of Off Air and I heard Sarah's email uh, being read out the day before and then Antonia's email came on Off Air the next yes. day. It all was very exciting. It and was. then obviously when they said Ambridge on the couch, I went, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> and I, then I didn't hear um, Fee going, oh, the Archers. Or Jane, I can't ever remember which one doesn't like the Archers. Jane Can does. You? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. 
Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. He doesn't. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Um, no, Antonia, thank you so yes. much for if that. If you want to because... rope us any, into any more of your, <laughs> the competitions with your sister and just get us mentioned on every podcast. Oh, as many. Yeah. Yeah. L- you know, them? Shag Married Annoyed, yep. Um, yep. Off Menu, yep. uh, any of the biggies. Film one, the Mark Commode one, any that we don't care, honestly. Just any the, uh, Rory, Rory Stewart one. Yeah. yeah. All, all yeah. of the big names. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> No, I was delighted. <coughs> very, very, I was very excited. Um, also, I feel like we can say that we are recommended by Times Radio, Lucy. Yes, as featured on <laughs> via Antonia. Yeah, as featured on Times, on, as featured on Times Radio's recommended podcasts. <laughs> Ooh, that's pushing it a bit. That's like those theatre reviews. When, when yes, they, <laughs> yeah, when they just take a tiny bit yes. out of context. When they say, was it'll just be I was ever I so good, wait but to they've go cut off home scenery, and they've just thought I couldn't wait to go. <laughs> <laughs> You're very, very good. Um, Basil um, Clement says. Although at the time of writing, I'm three quarters of an hour away from hearing Friday's episode, I'm going to take a gamble and suggest that the best part of this week's Ambridgian, or is it Ambridgeite, output was the couple of scenes involving Jim and Helen. They were beautifully written and beautifully acted. Jim's kindness was quite wonderful and Helen, heaven be praised, actually heard, listened and attended. She even ate and enjoyed a chocolate biscuit, the sensible wench. I, insensitive fellow that I am, was very nearly moved. Hurrah for the item, act, for the writer, hurrah for the actors, hurrah yeah. for the characters, and of yeah. course, hurrah for chocolate biscuits, wherever they may be dispersed over land or sea. Here, here, I agree. They're, everything about it was perfectly pitched, wasn't it? Yeah. And when she was even, you know, she'd lost her, because we've all been there when you're having a bad day and yeah. or you're, you're so distracted or stressed by something and so yeah. you can't find your card or but it's just right in front of you the whole time and then knocking over the mayonnaise and it's awful yeah, and and yeah. then somebody being kind to you is just the most generous yes. gift, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And then when when Jim, oh, it was so moving, wasn't it? When Jim, she said, "Oh, what did the bad man do?" or something, and mm. he's and when when Jim told her, she just went, "Oh," and she did it. Yeah, so, it was so realistic, wasn't it? It wasn't yeah. over the top. Yes, yeah. It was so it was so yeah. genuine. Yeah, that it, it made everything. Okay. And then way. when she said, so do you feel? He said, well, I feel relieved. I feel relieved yeah. now. And there is a sense of relief and a sense of, you know, you've left that behind. And yeah, I thought it was lovely. But also, I, I also thought that everything was just very clever. The walk, I mean, miles coming and need, <laughs> because I actually, but my, I actually, my heart went out to miles because it's so, it's so, Oh, I can't think of words when it's Friday night. But um, he hasn't got anyone else to talk to about Rob. He's only got Helen to talk yeah. to, really, hasn't Because he? he can't yeah. talk to his father no. about Rob. No. And this, you know, the sadness of it is he, he, you know, he, it, it's, 
it's not Miles's fault. Rob, Rob did isn't Miles's no. fault, no. even though Rob, you know Miles was led to. But believe even that... then, even then, Miles said, "Do you know what? Do you know what? I'm actually beginning to think that some of what you said was true yeah. in court." But then, to be fair to Miles. <laughs> He was coerced as well, wasn't he? Because otherwise he wouldn't have believed. So he's also been under. Yeah. Uh, And it's very complicated, obviously, because Rob did protect her. I mean, it's just a terrible. The whole thing is tragic. Yeah. But I did feel sorry for Miles because I thought he's he's got no one else to share this experience with. Yeah. What's that? Rufus has just bought wine. (laughs) Another wine. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, bottle. <laughs> oh, no, I just got I got a top up. Um, God, my my cheeks have already gone quite red. <laughs> I feel a bit hot and emotional. It was an emotional week, wasn't it? it was very. But that's the thing. It was it was all very complicated, yeah. and there's a lot. It's been a very emotional week. Mm. I also found tonight's episode. Oh my God! There's so much this week. How did you feel about Ed in the pub? Ugh. Well, I actually found it really yeah, moving again, Lucy. But it was uh, it really did. Yeah, I d- yeah, it was. It was frustrating because he hasn't tried properly. Uh, no, but 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 no, but even if he hasn't tried properly, once you've had a drink or two, <laughs> yeah, speaking from experience, uh, you, yeah, he. Uh, when he was going, it's this. When he said, "This is my it's story over and over again." It's the old world over. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought, yes, it is. Yeah, and it is yeah. for a lot of people like yeah. Ed, and it's awful. And things are never going to. I mean, you know, we're not going to go political, but things are not. Mm. Things don't change, do they? For nope. many people, and, and even it, if yeah. you try and try and try, it's it, it's a terrible, and especially in a village, it's. I think because I grew up in a village and it's and it's everybody gets along so well, don't they? But ultimately, there's landowners. Yeah. And there's, there's the divide. There are, there's the haves and yes. the have nots. There absolutely exactly. is. Exactly. There's the big and, and people in the big houses divide. and the people that work for the people in the big houses. And yeah. yeah. And probably it's been like that for generations yeah. and probably it'll continue like that for generations. But Things it's that don't it's change. that <laughs> something so enormous has to happen to lift somebody completely out of poverty, to yeah. to lift them out of um, subsistence, basically, just, you know, just surviving. Um, and Ed just can't see where, what it's, that's going to be. Is too is way too wide. Mm. It, it, he'll never be able to, he won't be able to buy land for himself in, in, a, in an affluent village. But Emma will always try. And Ed will always moan. <laughs> That's why they're a good couple. But I, she, but I think she, in a way... Whether or not that she's right, she will always have that that sort of self-blaming thing as well as I'm I'm just not trying hard enough sort of thing. But, but I, I, I thought the awkwardness was really good as well because mm. when he went to Adam, yeah. I know it's not your fault, but you know, ultimately yeah. you will inherit that yeah. land. And, and so will Ian, you, be right, Ian, because you're married yeah. to him and yeah. You know, and it always goes back to Chris Carter, doesn't it? Because he married in, so yeah. he'll be all right as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. But I, so I know it's, you know, it, but it's, it's, it's sometimes really poignant to 
that's the you know the same old mm. it, for Ed. It's the same old story, same old story, same mm. old story. Yeah. So but I. But that's I actually... what Joe always used to go on about, and Joe. Uh, Joe Grundy was incredibly dismissive of the ones that um, some of the others kowtowed to, like Peggy Woolley and, yeah. you know, even Phil Archer. He wasn't very, he wasn't very keen on him. He, uh, you know, he was a true sort of uh, egalitarian socialist, really, Joe was. And I think Ed's got a bit of, Ed can see the pattern. He doesn't just go along with it and go, well, that's just how it is. He he does no. he does question it. And quite and quite right too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And in a way, maybe Adam should rethink like you you know, like you know, maybe you know, maybe Ed hasn't tried all avenues. But actually, if he really is struggling and it's got nowhere for those texels. Mm. Although as Auntie Jean some... pointed out, he's got loads of room for the texels. And also he has had quite a few um, handouts from Oliver, hasn't he, over the yeah. years? Well, they, they, all, they all have, really, haven't they? And presumably when Oliver carps it, yeah. then they're in line for a bit of inheritance, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. I and mean, Oliver is going to own a bit of Grey Gables. And I wonder who else if, is Oliver going to leave his money to? I wonder if that um, that chat with Stella will result in her changing her mind or trying to persuade well, Brian. Uh, yeah, I did think I did think that there, there might be... I. I think probably it will. Yeah. But I just, I thought but the But then she'll have a row was... with Pip, won't she? Because Pip will say, you can't keep your sheep on. Bring it on, Lucy. <laughs> Bring it on. Another row between the two of them. Another oh, storming out. A picnic. Has moved in yet? Picnic, we don't know, row. Do we? No. no. <laughs> Who has picnics in November for crying out loud? Um, uh, Michael Gorman, the doorman, says... Helen was Bilbo Baggins hurling the wedding ring of doom into the forest of forgetting. <laughs> Am I the only person who's beginning to find Paul intensely irritating? Pointless cheeriness allied with being judgmental would bring out the red mist in me if he were someone I knew. I will be 83 on March the 6th next year. If another regular listener is older than me, I would be happy to hand over the engraved silver cup that is held by the oldest member. All the best to you both, Michael G. Golly, I didn't realise he was 83. Yeah, because you kept saying you didn't think Michael was our oldest listener. Yes. Well, I still don't, but but he well, says he is. And people don't often age themselves up, do they? 83, 83, any other offers? 85, <laughs> going, anybody? Going, going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, that's a bit insensitive, Lucy. I didn't mean that. I meant like an <laughs> auction. Um, right, now, this was uh, Steve Barry. Who says, yep. if St. Stephen's wants a new stained glass window, then Jacob is much more deserving than Nova and Seren as a subject. You refer to man children from time to time, but Kate is surely whatever the female term for this is. <laughs> I can only assume that Jacob's assumed neurodiversity enables him to absorb or ignore the selfish, flaky, incompetent, brutally unaware of her effects on anyone else. If it's not that, then I can only presume that she's incredibly good in bed. As for the Alice storyline, I've never seen anything so obviously telegraphed in a storyline, and I've been listening to the Archer since well before <laughs> Rory was born. Yes, it was rather painting my numbers that, uh, but nothing's happened. So presumably they haven't met up yet. Um, and yes, poor Jacob. But I did, I did yes. like it when he, uh, yeah, me too. He At tried to get it right, and he said, "I am sorry <laughs> oh, to hear about him." And then she went, <laughs> and he said, I know. "Salmon." 
Yeah. <laughs> I, said, I thought Helen was so rude. Yeah. Or her Thomas, like, she doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah. It's like, Jacob was trying his best yeah. to say the right thing. And you, surely in that circumstance, you just go, okay, yeah, thank you. Yeah. You just, you don't have to be a moody. Yeah. yeah. Or you can say, yeah, thanks. It's really, it's say, really lovely to get away from it all and you, come to a nice and party. Exactly. And how yeah, are you? you yes. Yeah, so you just, exactly. yeah. Yes, move it on. Yeah. But when it was like, summon. <laughs> Oh, that was so funny. Um, right now, oui, ma femme du monde. I oui. really. <laughs> surely picture. they've got something to do with Cesarez. They must have. They must be the sirs of yes, the Cesarez. Lasser. Um, this is. Do you remember last week we were trying to work out about church finances, and we said that oh. Reverend Julie Baker Always. had to write it and tell us. Yes. Now. You, because you said, how does it all work in terms of what is the money that what, what, Peggy's pulled her money? So where's that money gone from? Yeah. Julie says, I think the question was about what happens to what most people would call the collection, the money given on Sundays during the service. It's probably more accurate to talk about the church's regular giving. Most people who attend a church regularly will give something financially and often in a planned way. In like a standing order. I assume that when Peggy made such a song and dance about stopping her giving to the church, she meant that kind of regular weekly giving. Yes, I thought that too. So that's for the church to meet its bills, pay for upkeep and maintenance, and almost certainly contributing towards a central diocesan pot, sometimes called the parish share or the common fund, which is then used to pay clergy stipends and the cost of centrally organised services. Oh, uh, bigger and more affluent churches are expected to give more than smaller ones um, so that the ministry can be sustained. Oh, I see. It all goes into a pot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She said church finances, even in a small rural parish, parish, can easily assume Byzantine complexity. Sometimes people give money to churches for specific purposes, such as for the upkeep of the building or organ maintenance or looking after the graveyard. Bell tower. Yep. Such funds have to be identified and administered as separate from the general purpose fund. You can't raid the roof restoration pot and put it towards paying your parish share without getting into hot water. That's without mentioning fees for weddings and funerals, some of which goes to the individual church, some to the diocese, and not some... Uh, to the organist or bell ringers. And of course, sometimes churches will raise funds for charities and missions close to their heart. So if a church is raising funds, it needs to be clear about the intended destination yeah. of those funds. I'm guessing that whatever these nebulous plans are that Ash, Alan, Usher and Jacob are working on, it's probably to raise funds for the church's general purposes, given that's what's taken the hit from Peggy. But who knows? It says. Oh, sounds terribly complicated. It does. Do you know what it's like? It's like when it's, because this is what I'm doing at the moment, when you're raising money for your teacher at school, mm. you know, but then yeah. there's another pot. You're raising the money for the te- two teachers, the Christmas present, but then there's another pot and that has to go to support staff and specialist teachers. Oh, it's just very complicated. No <sighs> wonder there are so many Agatha Christie mm. plots in which... Um, <clears throat> the what's it called the person that's not the vicar but the next one down the curate yeah the curate's off inching money or doing yes. something funny with the I finances mean, I think it'd be really easy to do yeah because it's so confusing yeah because you're like oh well this bit is for the paving slab this bit is for the pews this yeah bit, and you'd get so confused you'd lose track yes yes absolutely um Good luck, so, Julie. That, well, that makes sense now, Julie. Thank you very much. With all those pots. It's just too many. Too many. Do you think Peggy's just got a pot called me? 
Meow. <laughs> Me and my family. The bits, the ones I like at the moment. <laughs> yes, exactly. And then she Not just all take, of them, Every time they do something, one yeah. of them does something, she takes out the <laughs> coins from that one and puts them in one for Jacob, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> do you think Jacob wouldn't get paid for playing the organ, though, would he? Uh, I think you do. You do Maybe if, if you're doing it for something. a wedding, but not not um, right. If, if you're for doing fun. it for, for yes, <laughs> for shits and giggles. No. <laughs> uh, right. Shall we do? What the hell is happening? What the hell is happening here? Right. This is last week's. You reckon? Aye. Even in Ambridge, the agenda's moved on. Oh, really? Of course. There's a hot new couple. What are you talk about? Who have you pulled now? Oh, me. The scandal's done at Woodbine. Woodbine Cottage? Aye. There's a note yesterday. Wants an extra pint. Well, I had to ring for the money anyhow. So Christine Barford comes to the door, all your dither. Dressing gown buttoned up rang. Jazza. <laughs> Dressing up gown rang. Buttoned up rang. Um, yeah, so who was Christine having it off with? Well, turns out... Mm. Well... So you haven't got a clue, have you? Because no. we, we could work it out between us. Uh, Jackie Allingham said, I think Christine was having a very close friendship with Jim Lloyd at one time, but it seemed oh. to fizzle out. I think they did crosswords together and talked about the opera, so maybe he stayed over. Oh. Uh, Jenny Harris said, uh, Jim had moved in with Christine purely platonically following the flood. I'm guessing oh. his house had been engulfed. I can't remember if they were being secretive about this in case anyone got ideas or if Jazza was just putting two and two together and making five. Anyway, that's what I think it was. Love from Jenny in North Carolina. Oh, okay. So looks like we're heading down the right path. Oh, yes. And the answer is from Jimmy Jams Everett, who yeah. says, Jim had moved in with Christine because Clive was back in the village visiting his mum Ivy, who was very ill. Christine was scared of what Clive might do. So to oh support her, Jim moved in. They said it was because Jim's heating was broken, but then rumours began that they were dating. But they, oh. this wasn't true. They just became very good friends. Oh, that's so sweet. So actually, Jim moved in to protect Christine. Yes. Oh, that's really lovely. Mm. I'd, I'd completely forgotten that. Yes. So, this is this week's one. You ready? Yep. So, uh, Mike, huh? where's this uh, compost toilet I've been hearing about? Hey. Oh, oh, uh, well, Eddie's your man for that. No. Hang on. Jim, what is Joe doing here? <laughs> Joe? He just pulled into the car park. Good heavens. I've no idea. He shouldn't be here. It isn't an oh, open invitation. Whatever's he done to Bartleby? Looks like he's got him wearing some kind of red Indian headdress. I'd better go and see. Oh. <laughs> do you know? Do you know? I haven't got a clue. That must have been a while ago. Well, it clearly was. Clearly was, because Mike, Mike was, was in it. And they said red Indian. Um, don't know, Lucy. What the hell? What would? What party would Mike be at that... Joe's not invited. Well, he said a compost toilet. So that yeah. is that the was that oh, the green? Oh, do you think it was the opening of um... the green burial ground? Maybe. Oh, oh, I was thinking the opening of um, spiritual home. Oh yeah. No, but why wouldn't Joe be invited? Mm. 
Another one that would that probably we listen to, Lucy, but we just cannot remember. Like a memory that your friend, you know, this is like you and you have this, no I, idea. I feel what they're like talking about. when you see it on TV when people are in homes and they ask them who the prime minister <laughs> is and they just go blank. No, but that's the thing, isn't it? Your brain is completely blank. Yeah, but most probably we listened to that episode and had an opinion on it. Yes. <laughs> And, and probably quite a vehement opinion as well. <laughs> and wanted to do a podcast about yes. it, but they didn't exist in that This time. is all very Buddhist, you see. It's about letting things go because nothing is permanent because you just forget about it completely. <laughs> I do not know what, what that is, do you? I also do not know what that is. God, James is so good he at is digging sneaky, up these gems. Sneaky. Very sneaky. Because actually, also, it's great to hear Mike. Yeah. And Jennifer again. And Jenny, darling. <laughs> um. Now, uh, we're going to whiz over now to, um, ah, yes, uh, to Natasha at Bridge Farm, who is now uh, coming up with ideas for Bridge Farm as a location. Uh, (laughs) So in her attempts to break into television or just somehow make some flipping money. Uh, So we'll cross over to Natasha at Bridge Farm. Mrs. Archer, I'm Scott from ITV. Call me Natasha. Tash, actually, that's more telly, isn't it? Thanks so much for coming to Bridge Farm. Yeah, no problem. Your email really intrigued us. We're always on the lookout for new locations for I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here. The place in Wales was great, but everyone got trench foot, so we can't use that again. But we'd really like to stop going to Australia. Flight's too expensive. No, nobody wanted to put up with Nigel Farage on a 16-hour flight. So tell me... What's in your head? What's the vision? Well, we've got a variety of locations that will work really well. For camp, I thought the area behind the tea rooms. It's wild, overgrown and full of feral goats. Feral? Yeah, they've been living off butter wrappers and used tea bags for the last two years, so they're fat, over-caffeinated and really bitter. Now, I've got loads of ideas for the trials. Firstly, snorkelling across the reed bed sewage system. That'll sort the men from the boys. But you'll have to make sure they've had cholera jabs. Or they get dangled over the sheep dip and have to pick out bits of quiche with their teeth. There's also Danger Dairy, where they have to eat Clary's cheese. And what? No, that's it. Then there's a really scary one. The Perilous Pat. Contestants have to tell Pat she's wrong about something while they have their feet tied together and she takes pot shots at them from across a field. Any photogenic locations? Oh, tons. There's the edible garden, for starters, hacking their way through 12-foot carrots, the turnip tunnel, the leek labyrinth and the mighty potato. Wow. What's the mighty potato? Just a really big potato, really Massive it is. It's got a look of Neil Carter, actually. Anyway, in terms of heights, you could use the treehouse that Lee built for the boys. He was a bit distracted when he put it together as he'd got his trainers on the wrong feet. So I wouldn't trust it. That's a bit of jeopardy. Well, that certainly all sounds very interesting and something we'd definitely be keen on. Where can we start filming? Ah, 
Well, we've got a few domestic issues going on here. There's a dying psychopath in the next village who's the father of one of the children that lives here, and we keep expecting him to turn up and wave a gun about through the dairy window that we built for absolutely no reason whatsoever. His ex-wife is a bit highly strung, what with the stabbing, the custard, and the prison stretch, so no one's sure what she's going to do. But to be honest, Rob sounds really ropey, and he could well be dead by the time this goes out, so it could be sooner rather than later. Yeah, Tash, this sounds like more stress than we're after, really. It's a bit risky. Stress? This is normal for Bridge Farm. Yeah, okay, but I I think it's a no from us. We need a pretty stable environment for filming. This is a lot of drama to deal with. Drama? That's an idea? Yeah, well, I'll leave that with you. Thanks, Tash. Any contacts on Broadchurch, Scott? How about Happy Valley? Bye, Tash. I could just see Sarah Lancashire as Helen. I just have to make her look less cheerful. It's a great story. Get your people to call my people, Scott, yeah? Scott? Damn. There must be some way to make money out of this bloody family. Thank you very much, Natasha. Have you been watching um, Jungle? No. No? No. I watched episode one. How was it? It's got Farage in it, obviously. I couldn't. It's just on so late. I I couldn't couldn't really. My (laughs) eyes didn't stay open. Also, nothing remarkable has happened yet. No. There haven't been been enough bust-ups, I don't think, Okay. for it to get really good. Okay. And it's just, you know, Nigel Farage being slimy, basically. Grace Dent is on it, isn't she? Yeah, she's good. Yeah. She loves the archers. What? Mm. Lucy, if we'd known, we could have got her to mention Average on the Couch on the telly. <laughs> how, how would she have done that? Because we, uh, Antonia could have told her. Oh, to yes, of course. Us, yes. But on the telly. Yes. She could have been talking about the archers and, you know, does anyone yes. listen? And, well, if you do listen, there's this podcast and it's called Ambridge on the Couch and uh, there's a Twitter feed, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, yes. damn it. We missed a trick there. Um, How do you know she listens to the archers? Because uh, she came to something and I met her. Oh, Lucy. Mm. Come on. <laughs> Sorry. You're in PR. How could you not get her? to mention our podcast on primetime ITV. While she's eating something's <laughs> asshole. While she's eating a dick yeah. of a kangaroo. <laughs> oh, by the way, guys, just <coughs> wanted to <coughs> mention this <coughs> amazing podcast. Well, <coughs> AOTC. <coughs> Delicious. Yeah. It's a shame, Lucy. I'm going to start... Um, following her more and liking her more on all her posts. Okay. I put two reels up today, Lucy, to try and get us some... Um, now that we've been mentioned on Times Radio. Okay. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, quick. Do something on social media. Quick, quick. Come on. Ride the wave, ride the wave. Put two reels up. Because if you haven't got a reel, you're a nobody oh, on okay. Insta. Right. It's gone are the days of just putting a pretty picture up. Oh. No one's interested. You have to have moving pictures and words. What did you put up? 
Well, I put, you know, from the sketch, I just put a bit of the audio with a picture. Oh. You have, you have to make it into a movie. Otherwise, otherwise you don't get the, um, it doesn't come up on anyone's feed otherwise. Oh. So rude of Instagram. It's yes. not, you're just not allowed to put a normal picture up anymore. That's cheating. I know, because for example, if I want to see Sarah Kellaway's baby, mm. I have to, it's not going to come up on my feed. You have to see a film feed. of Sarah yeah. Kellaway's baby. I have to see a film of it crying. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm just never going to see it. With some jaunty music behind it. Yes. And, and ideally annoying. a golden retriever, which is what every time I go on Instagram, all I ever see is golden retrievers. I don't understand. And then it says, would you like to see more of this? And I think, yes. no, why? And the trouble is, you see, this is how about? it works. If you'll probably, you'll see that golden retriever. And because maybe you, yeah, or a doggy that looks like Cooper and you'll hover on it to check it's not Cooper. And because you've hovered for for more than you would hover normally on a post, it goes, Lucy loves golden retrievers, so it'll only give you golden retrievers in oh your feed. Oh, my God. That's how it works, Lucy. Well, all I get is golden retrievers. I'm, a, I'm only, I mean, I'm, I'm not on it, but whenever I have been on it, um, if one of my children, you know, say, go and look at something, uh, it's golden retrievers or it yep. is um, uh, ladies of a certain age telling me, that I can eat, still eat carbs, which is very kind of them. Thank you. Which ladies are telling you that? Dieting ladies, I think, who, who are very, very keen uh, to make sure that I can eat carbs. And all I have to do is, oh, I have to do Pilates up against a wall. Oh, God, poor you. That's, that's, oh, I don't do any of this. It just tells me I should. Pilates up against a wall, uh, eat carbs and um, pay a lot of money to a doctor who's, a doctor of the internet. <laughs> he bought his he bought his qualifications from the University of and he's Hawaii. lured you in by telling you <laughs> you only have to eat carbs or you can eat more carbs. Eat more carbs, and now pay pay me this much money and I'll tell you how many carbs you can eat. Yeah. Just... Well, I just get Patsy Palmer because <laughs> Pasty Palmer. Linger... Why do no, you get well... Pasty Palmer? <laughs> Patsy Palmer. You know, Bianca from yeah. EastEnders, yeah, because she has such incredible hair. Oh. <laughs> she's, she's over 50. Yes, I know. If you can believe that. Mm. Yeah, but you can't believe it. So I linger long on her photos to okay. check. Trying to work out if it's she... a wig. <laughs> yes. Checking how this can be true. But she, but she looks probably exactly has, She probably has those things, doesn't she? Yeah, but she doesn't look like she does. And oh. she has such incredible glossy hair. So all I get is her feed, and she DJs a lot in LA. So I get and, golden um, retrievers, and you get <laughs> well. We can both get you get golden pasty manes or ginger manes. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Oh God, I should try and hover more on political posts and stuff. <laughs> that makes me look like my feed is Whether or not Pasty Palmer is wearing a wig. <laughs> she's so stunning. She's actually more stunning now than she was when she was in EastEnders. Right. If you can believe it. Hmm. Anyway, I need to find Sarah Kellaway. Please tell me if you're on Instagram because then I can look at your baby. In fact, anyone who's got a baby, um, <laughs> can you just can you just direct message me so I can linger long over babies, kids, or puppies, or dogs, or if you've got really good hair, <laughs> I'll look at that too. <laughs> Because there's just not, there's not oh. enough on the arches. The only arches posts are basically us, Cider Shed, all about the arches and the arches. But the arches post least out of all of us. So there's not really enough arches on Instagram, sadly. 
Is that not because the Instagram is about pictures and the yeah. answers is on the radio? <laughs> I know that's why making these I mean, it reels would make sense is really hard. To me. Yeah. But now you see what we I should, don't cause... feel this is the medium for us, Sarah. <laughs> no, the medium has changed as well because all podcasts now are filmed. We are the only people doing a podcast oh, that is God. That has no direct access. Does that mean to I have to face. put a bra on? I don't want to put a bra on. <laughs> you can just film yourself from the top half. <laughs> a bit like Sarah's baby. Yes, just film that requires me to put a bra on. They're not. They're not that low. <laughs> <sighs> no, it's God. never going to happen. <laughs> Good. Um, right. Do you remember the question last week of who would you like to murder? Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you really? Yes, no. I do. Yeah, okay. for the competition. Yes. Because yeah. you, t- you told me off and said it was too... It's too dark. Too, too dark. <laughs> but Rachel Kennedy is our winner as she has oh, made great. it not dark. She said... Uh, she's done it as, a, as an article in the Borchester Echo. Oh, wow. Um, a shocking incident this week has rocked the quiet village of Ambridge. Joy Horville spoke of her alarm when she saw her partner Bick being, Mick being throttled with his own speedos as he attempted a spectacular <laughs> dive into the hot tub. <laughs> I don't know why he was wearing them round his neck, she exclaimed, but that's my Mick for you. It was believed that the gentleman had been encouraged to perform such a daring feat in his attempt to get some more talking scenes in the popular <laughs> docudrama. Whilst Mr. Harrison Burns believed it to be a case of death by misadventure, there are some who believe foul play was involved in the hope that Joy could get some real joy in her life. <laughs> so you win very good. the tea, Rachel. Yay. And the runner-up, which was very bleak, was Daniel Millichip, who said... What did he say? I think we're going to have to boil Eddie in some turkey stock and chop him up into bits and put each body part in a different compartment of the ferris ferris ferret... Ferret ferris wheel. Oh, my God. Displayed with an extra noisy Catherine wheel behind it. Daniel, that is horrible. You are a sick, sick man. But it's what but, Clary fantasises about. Yes, but it to does bed. make you Especially in turkey season. Yeah. Wow. Um, Daniel, <laughs> stop watching Daniel, horrible you things need help. on the telly. Um, but it doesn't matter. In about a decade, then Henry can come and minister to you and counsel you <laughs> and psychotherapeutize you. Uh, now, Matt Rodriguez Payne mm-hmm. um, is... Oh, he wants to let us know that he the is genius. writing an Indian piece... For a fantastic theatre group called Raised Roof, based in Harlow, where he wow. worked at the town college for nine years. And the members are made up of adults with learning SEN and accompanying physical difficulties. And he said, can we give them a shout out? We would be delighted. Yes, I'm looking to them give up immediately. Them it's Raised Roof, R-A-Z-E-D. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, how exciting. So he's writing an Indian music piece. Wow. He's so clever, Matt. Oh, my God. He's well clever. Well clever, in it? So oh, how's it going, so... Matt? When, and when is, it, when is it on? And Oh, they've got a quote from a friend of mine at the top. Oh. Isn't that funny? Wow, how amazing. I'm going to start following them. Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, he has, uh, in the middle of all this, he managed to send us a piece as well <laughs> to do. God. Because oh, he's brilliant. Matt, I feel just, sometimes I just worry, Lucy, that... Poor Matt. Like, it's such a busy time of year and he's clearly got so much on his plate. And then he's like, oh, my God, I haven't done. Matt, you you know you can have a week off whenever you need to. This is, Lucy is not, you're, Lucy, you're not 
You you haven't made Matt sign anything, have you? Maybe. <laughs> I just feel so bad for his poor wife. Because <laughs> he's always just just pouring out the content. <laughs> I know. He's a, he's a genius, that's why. Well, didn't he say in his last email that his family was going, what is he doing? Because they can just hear it's the same archers, the the same June over and over and over again. Um, I'm excited. I found Raised Roof on Instagram. Good. So I can't wait to hear more about that, Matt. Yeah. Uh, Well, yes, I hope it goes well, Matt. And um, yes. And thank you very much. And we will now sign off because this has been a long one. Yeah. Sorry. And um, wine. Uh, and we'll sign off with uh, the Apache Archers. Oh wow! In tribute to Bartleby <laughs> and, and his headdress, oh according to Jennifer. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <laughs> see you next week, chaps. Hurrah! And thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for listening. Anything else before and I can, press the music yeah. until you decide to interrupt again? Just a mini monologue. Mm. Uh, thank you very much for contributing, for all your emails, for. Um, your likes for recommending us on uh, national podcasts um, for your reviews and just for being great guys thank yes. you thank yes. you so much and congratulations Sarah I'm really sorry about what I said about the baby's head <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't haunt you in the middle of the night <laughs> god and on that note just forget I said it forget uh... it. no have a great week yes see you in December Lucy oh, mad Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.